Hello everybody and welcome to Asynchronous, a video game catch-up show Saturday edition. My name is AJ. And my name is Kim. And that's right, <laughs> ladies and germs, it's Saturday. Uh, what's up? <laughs> How's the weekend? <laughs> um... We usually record Sunday, but it's Saturday today, so <laughs> fuck you, we're here. Yeah, the energy is completely different. Also, we have we have Discord soundboards now, so oh. we it's too bad that we don't use Discord audio because then think of all of the cool sounds we yeah, could have I, just done with that radio bit. <laughs> I could cut it in, just like cut in the the track I have recording oh, yeah. Discord. Or you could just edit in the actual sound radio effects, that's sounds true. because uh, that's how this works. Yeah, that is, that is true. Technology this is, is not, amazing. Technology is amazing. Uh, as you could probably tell, this is a show where we play video games that we haven't had the chance mm -hmm. to play uh, in one way or another. <laughs> Kim has played this game a few times, but I am playing Mass Effect 3 for the first time, and today we are talking about the... Quarian line of missions. Yeah. Uh, is what I'll say. Because it's another like Tuchanka, Tuchanka bomb situation where it's like, hello, welcome. There's another mission. You just have to go out <laughs> and come back in for some reason. Yeah. Um, we're at the Quarian homeworld. Here's yeah. a bunch of things you can do. Yeah. Uh, so that's what we've been talking about today. Kim, I didn't even really ask you how your how your your weekend's off to how what? <laughs> how the start of your weekend that's is right. going. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. I was picking up what you were throwing down. Yeah. Um, it's good. It's, you know, it's still only 9 a.m. here. So, mm -hmm. like, who knows what could happen? Um, we're we're early on, but yeah. I'm feeling good. I ate a breakfast sandwich, uh, and that was great. And now I have a nice little iced coffee. Yeah. So that's a great start to the day. But anything can happen on Saturday. Is my right, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. I woke up early, took the dog for a walk, went shopping. I've, I've had like a, a I've lived a whole day. I had a production meeting for a different podcast. Uh, wow. It's a great time. So, yeah, but that's that's, that's how my weekends go. That's so much stuff for a Saturday morning. Good for you. It really is. I got to tell you, it like really is. Uh, I was I was waning until I picked up my cup of mud from the local coffee shop. Uh, and now I'm feeling just fine. <laughs> uh, let's get into the podcast, I think, maybe. Uh, but before before we get to the missions of the video game mm -hmm. Mass Effect 3 by Bioware, uh, a subsidiary of EA Entertainment, Kim... What's the bullshit for today? Um, so before we recorded, I actually gave you a little hint. Oh, damn it. I hate when you do these because then I never I never pick up on them. <laughs> uh, I told you that I have my my friend's backyard renaissance fair tomorrow. <sighs> yep. And I'm going to the actual real SoCal renaissance fair next week. Um, so, oh, my gosh. Yeah. So we're going to be talking. Is this your first about one back? Sorry. Is this like For, the, since the pandemic? Yeah. Yes. So wow. we did back. We did backyard Ren fair um, in 2021 when it was like hot vac summer and everybody was like finally able to see mm -hmm. each other again, mm -hmm. um, which was like genuinely one of the best days of my life. <laughs> but I, we couldn't make it last year because of like, I don't know travel and like for whatever reason we just couldn't find a weekend sure so this is our first time back uh since the pandemic going to the real fair Hooray! very exciting um and in honor of that we're going to talk about the mass effect squad mates at the ren fair beautiful with the disclaimer that i i am specifically thinking about the socal ren fair as i as i talk about this sure um because it is my my best frame of reference yeah but before we dive in what is your experience with ren fairs aj yeah this is what i was going to bring up i have none i have no no experience. Shut 
I, I know. <laughs> I know. I've never been to a Ren Faire. You need fair. to come. Oh, I haven't God. even been to a medieval times, Kim, uh, which okay. is a big thing in North Jersey where I went to college and lived for several years. <laughs> uh, so I, I'm really, really out of date with my medieval renaissance yeah. situation. OK, well, next year in the spring, you should come to L.A. and we can go to the Ren Faire. <laughs> OK, um, but it's a great time. I'm sure here in L.A. It, the worst part about it is that it is very far away, deep in the valley. Valley, uh, and very inland mm. and so it is extremely hot all mm. the time like i i checked this morning the difference in the weather and it's like fully 10 degrees hotter than it is here in la <gasps> oh, um no. yeah <laughs> But nevertheless, she persisted. Right. Um, it's still a really, really fun time. There's shopping. There's performances. There's really good food. There's alcohol. Um, alcohol. There's costumes, dressing up. Yeah. It's very fun. Um, yeah. So excited to dive in with our friends from the Normandy. <clears throat> We're going to start with Liara, mm -hmm. who oh. I think wears a full historically accurate costume. And she's all about the history and historical yes. accuracy. She's rattling off fun facts. She's having a great time. Down to the fabrics. She is not using mm -hmm. any blends. We are not using, yeah. you know, it's it's strictly like wool that she sheared <laughs> from the, <laughs> the, the sheep that she bought last year for the Ren Faire. <laughs> specifically um, i love that yeah garris pretends not to be into it but he actually is um and he gets really excited for archery garris a thousand percent is just like pew 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 okay now do you think he's good mm -hmm. at archery because a sniper rifle and a bow and arrow yeah. are very different mediums i think at first he's not but he he hangs out there until he's good, oh. you know, and I think like <laughs> he once he gets anything else, mm -hmm. once ah. he gets like the motions down, then yeah. I think he is good at it because he probably has just like good aim and is mm -hmm. like, you know, there are like I imagine skills that transfer. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think it's probably a learning curve. Yeah. Tali into it. She she wears a costume, but it's like over the suit. And so it doesn't really translate. And like she kind of like. I feel like, she, oh, my God, I forgot to say at the top, oh, sure. at the top, I solicited assistance with this bullshit oh, from wonderful. our friends Bolt and Steven. Oh, wonderful. Um, OK. <laughs> yeah, I was we were chatting while I was playing the other night and I was like, hey, here's what I'm thinking of doing for the bullshit. Like any thoughts? Uh, oh, wow. Welcome. And by like in 15 minutes, we had done the entire squad. I was going to say um, you so got thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you, Bolt and Steven. Uh, and I appreciate the crowdsourcing. But yeah, so uh, th their idea was that Tali actually comes in like a cosplay and like sort of thinking that it was a con. Oh, I see. Either way, the place that that the Ren Fair takes place in uh, in SoCal is very dusty. Mm. Um, and I think that some of that dust gets in her suit and she has a bad time. Eek. Bummer. Yeah. Yeah. She comes away. Oh, God. Um, oh, man. There's a there's a there's a word for it. Like people who go to like Firefly and these like outdoor festivals where you have to camp and it's sometimes mm -hmm. extremely dry, sometimes other times extremely wet. Yeah. But there's there's a word for like when you it, like blank lung is something like like oh something like that. I, I have a yeah, friend. I, I have a friend who's been going to Fireflies every single year since like 2012. So he you know I've 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 heard it all. But uh, yeah, she has a bad time, unfortunately. Mm, yeah, Rex goes in expecting to hate it. Mm -hmm. Uh, by the end, he's bought a full costume and a season pass. 
I think he gets into Ooh, it. Okay. Do you think Rex, I mean, his namesake and his position in real life, do you think he tries to like co-opt a king position and just asks people to start calling him like King Rex or something? Maybe. I could see that. Or do you think he tries to organize a... Okay, no, I think this is what it is. I think he tries to organize a rebellion amongst the, like, common people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> quote, big, That's big, quote, really unquote. Good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to jump ahead a little bit. Sure. Um, because I had imagined uh, Kasumi is, like, she's into it. She's not, like, super into it, but she's having a good time. Yeah. But I think there's, like, a part of the, the fair where, like queen goes on a procession through the fair okay um and i think she steals the queen's crown <laughs> and so i think because here's the thing cosby's not like steal actually stealing from the fair because it's all just like independent like artisans right. like she's not gonna steal from them she has like a code yeah. um but i think she and rex team up mm. to to like start the rebellion and it starts with cosby stealing the queen's crown yeah do you think she steals it during the procession just yes. for that extra layer? Yeah. Okay. Beautiful. Yes. For the extra drama. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. That's <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Well, you know. Um, now, you said just really quick uh, point of order. You said that Rex buys a season pass. How long is Renfair season? Um, it's not that long. It's it's like I want to say like eight, six to eight weeks or something. Oh, okay. But that's I do still... know that they have season passes. Okay. For people who like want to go every single weekend. Yeah. Wow. That's really cool. Mm hmm. I should go to a rent fair. <laughs> There's so much fun. Like yeah. I can't if if you're like at all into like fantasy stuff, maybe even if you're not, I don't know. Yeah. I wouldn't know from that perspective because I am into this stupid shit. <clears throat> but like if you're at all into that kind of stuff, it is such a good time. Even if you don't dress up, dressing up is very fun. Mm. I always do. But um, like it's just it's just a vibe. Also, I love any excuse to drink alcohol outdoors. Um, mm. And this is a great one. Yeah. So it's a good time. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I, I don't I, I keep I don't want to get too much into the logistics. No, of, let's get into the logistics the because we did we did for MLMs last week. So That's we true. should for rent fairs. How are the vibes in terms of heat versus alcohol consumption. You have to be careful. <laughs> yeah, okay, <laughs> that's, that's what I, I thought. I thought you probably have like one really bad year and you're like, okay. <laughs> yeah, so we try to go earlier in the season. Like, it's like April and May. Okay. And in April, LA is still pretty cool. Um, so like when we're going next weekend, it should be like 80 degrees. Not cool. bad at all. Okay. <laughs> yeah, not, not cool, but that is like, a tolerable level of warmth in yeah, my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Later in the season, it starts to be like 90 degrees. Sometimes it can even be like 100 degrees. Eek. Then you got to be careful. Yeah. But uh, next weekend, it's going to be good. I'm very excited. Cool. All right. <laughs> then we can get back to the Mass Effect. Yeah, back to gaming. So uh, I think Caden has a good time at the Ren Fair. I, yeah. It's like, it's not his thing, but um, the way that Bolt described it is he's like... Uh, a boyfriend who shows up because like his partner is into it. So he like finds the fun, which yeah. I, I buy. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I was going to be really mean and say he doesn't, he didn't, he doesn't get it. And so he doesn't dress up or anything. And he shows up and he's like, wow, a lot of these people are dressed like really similar, but like never makes the connection that like, this is kind of the vibe, <laughs> you know, that we're all like kind of cosplaying a, yeah. an era. But that is kind of mean to Caden. He's not he's not a total idiot. Yeah, he's not stupid. He's just Caden. But I think he 
I feel like he's the kind of person who like shows up and like in finding the fun is like, oh, maybe I should like get a costume. And so he like gets maybe not like a full costume, but like a hat or something so he can like feel like he fits in. I don't know. Ashley, I think so. We we. We went back and forth on this, but I think where we came down was Ashley does like it. She's a horse girl. There are horses at the Ren Fair. Mm-hmm. She, she's into that. Um, she likes poetry. So like some of the performances yeah. might interest her. Um, there's a lot there for her. So mm-hmm. I think she's probably into it. Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to think something that she would find objectionable, but I don't know. I don't really know. I, it's, it seems like kind of a wholesome, a wholesome thing. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Is she upset there's no apple pie? Maybe that's what it is. Maybe. Or like the... um, Where's the American Sometimes there's like... (laughs) Sometimes there's like like tarot readings and stuff. So maybe she's like, oh, they're doing witchcraft. But aside from that... Very anti-mysticism. I don't think she's that Christian. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Apparently I'm very generous to Ashley on Saturdays. Um, (laughs) Saturdays are for the Ashleys. Dude, I don't... She has not grown at all. <laughs> that fucking sucks. <laughs> we'll talk about it, but yeah. oh man. Anyway, James. James. Really into the Ren Fair. Yeah. Full costume. At the LA Ren Fair, there is a booth called La Oubliette, which is like a drink booth. Sure. But the whole shtick was that they pour your drink into your mouth and say overtly sexual things to you <laughs> uh, as they're doing it. Yeah. It's it's so fun. Um, <laughs> so I think that James loves that. Yeah. Um, and I think that he flirts with the the wenches and I think he like actually gets a number. Oh, I think he could. I think he can do it. I think he succeeds. I believe in him. I think James wants to dress up so bad, but doesn't feel he has the skill set for it. So he a- he he asks Liara to help make. Oh, him yeah. Yeah. Uh, and mm-hmm. then immediately rips the sleeves off. So he's got like the kind of like shredded, you know, like leather <laughs> vest or whatever. Uh, and I think I, I see him doing the thing. I don't remember if it's a Beauty and the Beast thing or whatever, but he like lifts his arms up and he's got ladies sitting on his biceps. Oh, yeah, that's Gaston. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he's full Gaston. That's just how I'm envisioning him is just as Gaston. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Morden loves the Ren Fair. Yeah. He's into the live shows. He's singing along with the washerwomen. Um, the washerwomen is like a they're like performers. Um, you'll know someday. <laughs> Javik has never understood anything less in his life. Wow. He's like, what the fuck is this? Not into it until the joust. Once you get to the blood sports, he's fully invested. Yeah, but then I think he, he loops back around because nobody actually dies. Because <laughs> no one actually, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I I think it's like he it gets to the end and he's like really excited for like the losers to get executed or yes. something. Yeah, and it doesn't exactly. happen. And so he leaves. And I think on the way out, he asks for his money back. (laughs) Miranda hates the Renaissance Fair. You can't even get her to go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Period. Yep. That's it. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Jacob also hates it. I think he does show up. um, But and I'm sorry to make this joke again, but I actually think that it's very true. I think he leaves early, even though he drove a bunch of people. um, And then everybody else has to like pile in the rest of the cars that are left, like someone sitting on a lap. And Mm -hmm. it's all because Jacob like didn't feel like staying. Yeah. He's like, "Ah, I'm done. I've gotten what I needed out of it. Yeah. Chakwas and Zaid are drinking and people watching together. Very interesting pair. Mm-hmm. Very interesting pair. But I, I I'm with it. I, I like it. Yeah. 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 That was uh, I forget if it was Bolt or Steven, but I 
someone uh, came up with that one and I liked it a lot. I also this morning, for some reason, had a mental image of Zaid and Grunt arm wrestling at a picnic table together. Really good. Um, (laughs) Really good. It just feels right. Yeah. Um, Speaking of Grunt, he loves it. He does make you buy him a sword. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and then do you think he he wields it with like perfect form? Yes. <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, what an image. Beautiful. Um. Also, <laughs> I just came up with this right now, okay. but I do think he also gets his face painted. Oh, OK. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's great. Like whole face yeah. or like the painting, like a painting of like a horse on his cheek. Whole face. Whole face. Okay. Whole face. Beautiful. Yeah. Jack, I think in theory, hates the Renaissance Fair. But like when she gets there and she's just like hanging around drinking, like vibing, making fun of like the super nerds. I think she's actually having a really good time. Yeah. Yeah, I think Mm -hmm. so. Also, um, at the L.A. Ren Fair, there is like a every year there's like a glass blowing like they do a a glass blowing demonstration and then they like sell like uh, blown glass creations. Yeah. And then. Like in their booth, there is like a closed off area, like behind some curtains. And when you go behind those curtains, what you find is a whole little makeshift room full of glass dildos. First of all, whoever purchases and uses these things, God protect you. You are the Lord's bravest soldier. (laughs) Um, But I think Jack gets such a kick out of that. Oh, yeah. Um, I think she buys one. Oh, definitely. She buys one. I think she buys one for someone else without that and like like forces Mm. them to accept the gift. Yeah. Thane. I think he's he's happy. He's vibing. This is like not his thing, but he's just like having fun with his friends. I think also because, listen, it's dry as fuck out there. He's feeling good. Sure. And yeah, I think it's it's just it's a nice it's a nice day. It's a nice day out for Thane. Yeah. I uh, do you think he does any sort of extra cosplay to mitigate the dust? Um, I'm imagining him in like a um, if you ever played Bloodborne, the the Bloodborne protagonist has this like really high collared uh, 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 like jacket with like um, a sem- uh, no uh, tricorn hat on. Uh, it's very edgy. It's very mysterious. But for some wow. reason, I'm imagining Thane in that. Yeah, I could see something like that yeah. or like a uh, balaclava. Yeah. Um, OK. Yeah. Something like that. Mm-hmm. I think he's having a good time. I think that Joker loves the Ren Fair. I think he's like almost annoying about it, but mostly <laughs> endearing. Sure. And I think that Edie is here sort of like going along with the concept, even though she doesn't understand it at all. Like this is this is a fascinating um, sort of like human observation. Yeah, this is an anthropological uh, mission. Yeah. 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 As, as you're talking through everybody, I'm trying to imagine how they look like in in the space, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I know his name is Joker, so it's a little on the nose, but just like I'm imagining a whole Jester's outfit, you know? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I could see that like a like a bard's outfit or something. Yeah. And he's walking around telling like really, really crude jokes. And it's like comedy doesn't yeah. care if it's me. <laughs> <laughs> it's was, the 1500s, um, baby. <laughs> <laughs> there was one one year. um we were at the fair. We had all been drinking a lot sure. and um, had decided to like get lunch. There's sort of like a food court area with picnic tables. And so okay. we we like get our food. We've like already eaten. We're all just sort of like sitting there vibing drunk. <coughs> and 
this man walks up to our table oh, no. and starts telling us a riddle. Oh, no. OK. <laughs> um, and we were like, OK, we solved the riddle. Nice. Um, and then he's like, OK, now you tell me one. <laughs> uh, what the fuck? <laughs> you think people just walking around with riddles in their back pocket? Here's the thing. Oh, no. Gabe was there. Of course. <laughs> Of course, my Gabe friend. has a riddle in his back pocket. Gabe is like really good at riddles. This is my friend. Uh, shout out to my friend Gabe Greenspan, um, who does the things online. Um, but <laughs> so he, he gets into like a riddle off with this random man at the Ren Fair. Um, How long do they go? It, it was like a good, I would say like 10 to 15 minutes. There was one Gabe told one that like like stumped everybody for for a good while until we like finally figured it out yeah but yeah it was it was a it was remarkable to experience it felt like i told this story to to steven and bolt and bolt was like you were visited by a fae and i'm like yeah i think that was (laughs) genuinely what happened yeah um but yeah hopefully we run into that guy this year that was that was a good time that's absolutely um Uh, yeah wow Hey folks, uh, editing AJ here, just coming in to give you the answer to this riddle uh, from the feed last week. Uh, This is the riddle that Kim was just talking about her friend Gabe telling. Uh, I will just quickly recap the riddle, and then I will give you the answer, and then we will move on with the rest of the episode. Uh, So just a quick recap. Uh, A father wanted to find out which of his three sons was the smartest. One night, while they were all sleeping, he drew a dot on each of their foreheads. In the morning, he said, raise your hand if you can see a dot on at least one of your brother's foreheads. The sons looked around, and all three raised their hands. Then the father said, raise your hand if you can tell me for certain whether or not you have a dot on your own forehead. All of the brothers paused, but after a moment, the youngest brother said, I know for certain that I have a dot on my forehead. How did he know? Uh, so there was a lot of back and forth in the channel of whether this was some sort of trick or if it was like a riddles.com-esque riddle with like a, some nonsense answer. Uh, but <laughs> immediately, uh, the second or third reply to uh, the posting of this episode, Rufus uh, pointed out correctly that it is just a logic puzzle, uh, pretty much. Um, and so here is the the solution as we have written out. Uh, hopefully it makes sense to just like hear Uh, So here it goes. If the youngest brother did not have a dot on his forehead, then each of his other brothers would have immediately known the answer to the father's second question. The eldest brother would have known instantly that he had a dot on his own forehead because the middle brother raised his hand in response to the first question. The middle brother also would have known instantly that he had a dot on his own forehead because the eldest brother raised his hand in response to the first question. But since none of the brothers were sure of the answer at the moment the second question was asked, the youngest brother was able to surmise that he also had a dot on his forehead. Like I said, hopefully that makes sense to just like hear. If not, uh, check out Rufus's explanation in the Asynchronous channel on the Discord, honestly, because it was like spot on. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Here's the rest of the episode. Okay, so the reason why I told that story is yes. like I could see Joker doing shit like that yeah. at the Ren Fair. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, it's good. Uh, I brought us on a real tangent there. Samara pretends to think that the Ren Fair is frivolous. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think that like the code looks kindly upon like taking a day off to go cosplay. Mm. Um, But low key, she's really into it because she likes the concept of knights. Oh, very interesting. She is basically a knight. She yeah, she's a paladin. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. I love that. I think that's great. I was, mm -hmm. I thought you were going to say there's something in the code that like says you shouldn't like look back on the past or something like you should only move forward. <laughs> Could be. That sounds like something that would be in the code. Mm -hmm. Morinth likes it for about five minutes and then gets bored. She like does a lap of the entire like fair. Yeah. She's like, okay, I've seen everything. Can we go? Yeah. Just not her scene. I yeah. don't think. And, and nobody's trying to bang because they're all slamming turkey legs. Exactly. <laughs> She's yeah. really upset about um, that. It's like, uh, like there's some fun in like, maybe she'd like, um, La Oubliette. Mm. Um, that's the, the, the alcohol booth that mm. I talked about earlier, but like, that's, you know, that's not real. Yeah. Like, she tries just, to get them to like leave with her and they're like, Oh, I'm actually on yeah. till three. So yeah. Like I can't leave. <laughs> this is my job. Um, so yeah, she gets bored. Uh, and finally Legion deeply confused the entire time. Mm. doesn't uh, just, just cannot comprehend why, why humans would want to do this. Yeah. Um, I think at some point maybe they like buy a hat or something <clears throat> almost to like, try to, to understand sort of the same way that they're wearing the N seven armor. Sure. That's the only thing they can, they can get consensus on is this hat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everything else is like, mm, no, but yeah, I think it's a, it's a strange, it's a strange day for Legion at the fair. Sure. Uh, I love that. I am. I, it's been a while since I've even thought about a Ren, a Ren fair, if I'm being totally honest with you. Um, <laughs> you don't, you're not just sitting around thinking about Ren fairs. I'm, I'm not, believe it or not. But now I'm like, do I cosplay like Shepard at the Ren fair or something? So there are, uh, I don't know about other Ren fairs, but, but at this one, they do like a cosplay. I think actually next weekend when we're going is the cosplay weekend. Oh, so cool. like you can show up wearing literally anything. Yeah. Well, they have the, um, if you have Dragon Age Origins save, uh, mm. I mean, I think you get it automatically in Legendary Edition, but they, you get the like, uh, Dragon Age armor for Shepard. Right. Uh, and mm -hmm. vice versa, actually the, the N7 armor in, or sorry, it's, uh, uh, I'm thinking of in, in Mass Effect, it is Dragon Age, but there's another game called Kingdoms, Kingdoms of Amalur, uh, which if you have a Mass Effect save on the same, you know, console or whatever, you'll wow. get N7 armor. Uh, that actually looks really sick. Uh, so yeah. maybe that would be something that I'm sure people I'm sure there's templates out there for for cosplaying and seven armor. Uh, Probably yeah. medieval and seven armor, but medieval. Uh, cool stuff. Great vibes. Uh, I'm glad all of our pals are having good times at the Ren Fair. <laughs> Most except, of them. Yeah. Ex yeah, except Miranda. Um, <laughs> uh, thanks again, Stephen and Bolt, for your help with that one. Big shouts out to Stephen Bolt. But now let's head to the Perseus Vale. Or sorry, I guess we head to the Far Rim first. Then we go mm -hmm. to the Perseus Vale uh, to save some quarians. Yeah. So I actually don't remember the inciting incident for like getting this quest. I think it was just like, I, I don't recall if it was like a distress signal or yeah. something. We like learned that like, the, I don't know, the Quarians were asking for our help. Mm -hmm. And so we arrive at this like, they have this like diplomatic sort of envoy ship mm -hmm. that, I don't know, they like dock together with, with the Normandy. Yeah, you know. And we we meet up with the admirals Some again. old friends, yeah. Yeah. Uh, from, from Tally's mission. Uh, in the mm -hmm. last game, uh, Admiral is there. Admiral Garrel, uh, Cor Chorus or Corliss? Chorus. Okay, Corliss is something else. And Admiral Zen uh, are all here and they're like, hey, 
oops <laughs> the geth are we're, we're under attack um yeah so they're under attack because the quarians decided to initiate a war to retake their home world yeah. uh and they picked the absolute worst time to do it yes yeah, 17 days is, ago so like after earth had already been beset by the reapers they were like we should go now <laughs> So just like to remind ourselves, Admiral Ron was like the nice lady admiral who was close with Tally. Mm -hmm. Geral is kind of like the warmonger retake the home world enthusiast. Mm -hmm. Chorus is um, I made this joke last time, but he's the worst guy, you know, makes a great point. Yeah. He is like anti uh, hostilities against the Geth. Yeah, he's much more reason or uh, much more deal withable in this mission i will say yes he is it's it annoys me so much to admit that he's right but he's right <laughs> yeah yeah the which like looking back now it's like okay the reason why we don't like him is because he was mean to our girl and he was mean to our girl because her dad was pro this war essentially yeah, yeah. He wanted to take back the home world from the geth yeah so fine chorus you win this one you win this one doesn't mean you have to be mean to my friend. Yeah. Uh, and then there's Admiral, Admiral Zen who loves right. doing science and experiments and is like, everything is science. I can just put it, I can just do experiments on anything, <laughs> as is my right as a scientist. Um, <laughs> it's like, well, maybe that's not totally correct. But yeah, so their homeworld is, uh, or no, sorry, they are hiding behind <laughs> Ranhock basically, which is the Quarian homeworld. And on the other side is the Geth, uh, a bunch of Geth ships, which after the Quarians began their attack, the Geth were then reconnected with the Reapers mm -hmm. uh, and have been, you know, beefed up back to Mass Effect 1 levels of uh, coordination right. and, you know, military prowess or whatever you want to say. Yeah, the the there's like a signal, like a Reaper signal that's being broadcast to all Geth throughout the galaxy. And yeah, it makes them like very, very sophisticated, extremely hard to fight. Mm. Um, by the way, here you get to sort of like take a stance yeah. on, on the war. Yeah. What what did Gortney do? Uh Gortney says uh that killing the Geth is murder. That is that is that is where we have ended up. I don't remember, I remember we had a big conversation about it in the last season, but I do not remember <laughs> where I had ended up in this whole thing. But I think in the context of this, uh, which is chorus, which is, you know, everybody's like, oh, my gosh, the you know, the Geth took our homeworld. So we're just trying to take it back. And chorus is like, well, they took the homeworld because we tried to kill them. And then mm -hmm. Ron is like, well, you can't kill AI. And Shepard's like, actually, yes, you can. And she's like, but we made it on accident. We didn't mean to make AI. And, and Gordy was like, but you did. So you got to fucking deal with it. You can't just mm -hmm. murder it. Uh, so yeah. that's a that's a fun that's a fun uh, ethical quandary, I suppose. Uh, but yeah, so I, I ended up on the side of AI is real, does exist, uh, mm -hmm. is sentient. I don't know. Um, and that killing Geth is murder. So uh, Jen agrees. Yeah. I agree. I'm so mad at the Quarians this playthrough. Yeah. I'm so I'm so annoyed with them this time around. There's some I feel like yeah. in past playthroughs, I've been like more sympathetic, mm. but they're just annoying the fuck out of me this year. I don't know why. Yeah, I uh, I have very there's some very interesting feelings later on uh, that I'm mm -hmm. curious to explore. But 
Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm on that page. I also think that the Quarians are a bunch of fucking knuckleheads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's, I don't know. They're just, they're really bungling this. Anyway. Really, for real. They've been bungling it for 300 years. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah, so, so uh, we are briefed more that the Reaper signal is coming from the Geth Dreadnought. Uh, mm-hmm. and to board the Geth Dreadnought would be hard, but the Normandy can do it. But then they're like, but you should ask our new Admiral. And then they're like, <laughs> it was like a Price is Right display yeah. of uh, Tally walking out. Admiral Tally Zora Vos Normandy. Yeah. Uh, wow. I wrote in all caps in my notes. But by the way, again, I've played this before. I know what happens. Yeah. And I still was so excited for this. <laughs> I wrote in all caps. It's my girlfriend. My girlfriend is an admiral. I'm so proud of her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no punctuation. She looks great. I just wrote Admiral Tally with a, a crying smiley face with a bunch of smiles. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so you're you know, that's kind of like the whole vibe. Um, and mm-hmm. Tally says, you know, she thought she had considered that maybe we could make peace with the Geth because of conversations she had had with Legion, but she mm-hmm. didn't want to divide the fleet uh, and and vote no on this war, so she agreed to go along with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, in the midst of this conversation, I'm going to drop something in the chat oh, for okay. you. Because in the midst of this conversation, basically Tali is telling you, like, I'm, I don't, like, really support invading Rannoch, but... I'm an admiral. People look to me for guidance. Public disagreement would defy the fleet. And I'm going to show you now the dialogue options that I was given after after Tali says that. line. (laughs) Oh, no. So uh, we'll start with the renegade option, which is I'll do what I can. (laughs) The paragon option is do you still want me? Jin. Just, uh, just, people are dying yeah just another example of uh <laughs> mass effect three writers having to make absolute sure that you know that like when you're selecting a dialogue option that it is you're advancing the romance this, yeah oh my um, god but <laughs> i get it but also this is so out of pocket <laughs> yeah dude oh my god um, but obviously that's the option that I chose because I want to lock in this romance. Yeah. Um, what was the actual dialogue like? The actual dialogue was, what about us? Would us being together divide the fleet? <laughs> and Come um, on. And Tali's like, uh, uh, I don't know. Why don't we just like keep it private? Like, yeah. So like, I don't want the other admirals to know, basically. Um, yeah, because you're still standing in a room with the other admirals at this time. <laughs> well, we we like walked away. We're having like a private. I don't know. Maybe private. that's maybe it's different. Yeah. But we like walked to another side of the room and had like a private conversation. <laughs> yeah. um, so Jin goes, sure, Miss Vasa Normandy. Um, and Christ. she's like, if we want to have like a, a one on one talk, you can invite me to your cabin. Wink. Yeah. <laughs> and before she goes, she says. And for the record, still totally worth it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> really good. Wow. Yeah. Cute. Love. So glad to be back with my girl. Yeah. Um, power couple. Power couple. But, yep. I was trying to try and make a joke, but there was nothing. Um, so, <laughs> Tali, you know, you rejoin the admirals and you're like, OK, well, when you're ready to start this attack, meet us by Rannoch. And then it shoots mm-hmm. you back out in the Normandy. And congratulations, you finished a mission and you get a new yep. one. Um, Ron and or Admiral Ron and Tali are on the ship 
in the war room. Yeah. So you can mm-hmm. go talk to them a little bit. Ron just get, you know can gives you some information about the various different fleets within migrant fleet right yeah within the mm-hmm. migrant fleet there's the patrol fleets which are just like light ships and fighters there is uh their job is to protect the heavy fleet which is their main military force it's got big guns on it etc but also in that conversation you were having before this they talked about how they have equipped civilian ships with weapons and that is also mm-hmm. part of the reason that this is such a dire situation is because now not only is their military in danger, the Quarian people who are not actually soldiers or anything are mm-hmm. also in danger because their ships have guns on them. Uh, and yeah. so you can ask Ron about that. And she just says the, the cannons on the civilian fleet are equal to the dreadnoughts in the heavy force or the heavy fleet. But obviously the shields and stuff are not up to par. So it's like, Sure. Deeply, deeply reckless. Deeply um, reckless. Bad, bad moves, guys. Bad move. But it makes the Quarians now the largest fleet in the galaxy, um, which is wild. Yeah. Um, and I think you can ask like larger than the Turians. Uh, mm-hmm. And I forget. And she's like, yeah. she she basically says like they still have like greater overall force. Mm-hmm. But by the numbers, Quarians are, are the largest fleet now. And I guess that's what matters question mark question mark question mark i don't know but y'all i don't know if this was the move it, it wasn't the move it's not this is not, it's the, not move. the move you have literal children on on a ship that is like outfitted with guns and like the, she says like oh we're not like putting civilian ships like on the front lines but it's like yeah <laughs> but they're but on the lines the guns they? on them yeah they're on lines yeah you know whatever do whatever you want with your ships yeah um i guess i guess so you can uh, then go talk to Tali um, and, you know, be like, oh, Admiral Tali. And she says, yeah, once the once the uh, Reapers started attacking, she was invited onto the Admir- Admiralty board to take her father's place. Uh, and also kind of a it's kind of a formality in some ways of like the same way that Garrus was promoted within the Turian military to like Geth specialist. Uh, or Reaper specialist, rather. But I guess in Tally's case, it is because of her experience with the Geth, specifically. Mm-hmm. She tells you that Admiral, <laughs> you, you ask about the attack on, on Rannoch. Like, why why now? Why did you do this? Um, and she's like, well, Admiral Zen created basically a flashbang grenade for uh, that messes with the Geth active scans, which means they couldn't really mm-hmm. communicate and stuff. Uh, and if you remember from Mass Effect 2, Geth ships don't have windows on them because the Geth don't need windows because they are all networked together. And so everybody knows where everybody is at all times. So there was some sort of flashbang bomb situation that fucked all that up. And she says the fleet couldn't pass up the attack. And it's just like, yes, you could have you could have not. You could have. You could have not shot the bomb. (laughs) You could have waited. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Jesus. Um, But while they were attacking, the Reapers <laughs> updated the Geth processors and now they can they can process or they can scan through this, you know, chaff, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can ask Tally if she'll join you. Uh, and she says, you know, if we win this, then I'll have to stay and help rebuild Rannoch. She can't come hang out, Shepard. She's busy. Bummer. Bummer. Uh, and then you ask about her relationship with Legion. And she says uh, Legion, after the collective mission, was returned to Geth space, living on Rannoch. And they had been communicating, uh, passing back uh, back and forth messages. And she said she was ready to start like peace measures to between the Geth and the Quarian. 
but she was outvoted uh, three to two. So it was her and chorus against the other three. Um, mm-hmm. And last she heard from Legion, the Geth were having trouble reaching consensus. And then it has been silent since. And she's not sure if it's because something's happened with Legion or if because Legion is trying not to send any information to the Reapers mm-hmm. via their communications. Um, but as far as we know, Legion is somewhere in Geth space in danger, I suppose. And then it's like, but if you want to talk more, because Admiral Ron is still right there, she's like, we have to go to your cabin so we can talk privately. I just a little bit more. She says that she chose not to warn Legion about the invasion. Oh. Um, And she seems like sort of conflicted about that. And um, Shepard's like, well, you know, you were trying not to betray your own people. Um, and in response to that, she just like takes this really, really long pause and then she goes, I never wanted to be an admiral Mm. fucking. Oh my God. Like what? (laughs) uh, Like such a well-written little moment Mm. that like has so much weight to it says so much without saying a lot. Right. Yeah. Really good stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so I did call Tali to my cabin. Yeah. Uh, why um, don't you walk it through? Because I imagine mine gets mine is a truncated version of yeah. yours, which ends with some sort of romantic thing. Yeah. So, um, so I'm like, so how are you doing? And she says she's not okay. She says 17 million lives are riding on me, and I don't know if I can save them. So Jin's like, you're not alone, or whatever. Um, <laughs> she talks about how like this was supposed to be her father's fight. She says, I feel like I'm bluffing. I'm trying to convince them that the Admiral's daughter knows what she's doing. And Jin's like, not the Admiral's daughter, the Admiral. I love that line. That line's great. So good. And she says, yeah, I guess you're right. You know, and she says that she actually accepted the job because of Shepard, because when they offered her the position, she asked herself what what Shepard would do. Mm. She says, you'd take the chance to make things better. You've given up so much and stood too long without allies. So I couldn't let you do this alone. So if you're ever lonely, just let me know. <laughs> uh huh. Um, and at this point is where I get the the chance to lock in the Tali romance, sure. which I did. And Jin is like, nothing between us has changed unless like, you know, you don't, you don't want to want it to be that way mm. anymore. Um, and she's, <laughs> she goes, I mean, listen, I didn't just come up here to your cabin to see the fish. <laughs> just such Jesus. a good line. Wow. Yeah. And then, um, because we can't kiss, we just sort of like hold hands and put our foreheads together. Aww. <laughs> That's how that scene ends. How very chaste. It is. I, uh, I, this is a very cute romance. The more that I, we can talk about it more as we go, but, um, there's a lot of like little cute call outs to the romance throughout the missions and, um, Oh, nice. It's nice. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so then, uh, getting to the mission, uh, arriving at Rhinoch at the fleet, uh, who did you take with you? So I brought Tali and James. (laughs) you have to bring tolly on the geth dreadnought mission i guess but um but yeah i brought james because i i looked up i've been looking up like who is the best to bring on each mission and it was james was a suggested like hey you get some fun dialogue yeah if you bring james so i was like okay yeah i'm game who did you bring i brought edie for the first time ever (laughs) i brought edie on a mission uh because it seems like 
the only other sentient AI in the galaxy should uh, should come along and see what the geth are up to. That makes sense. Yeah. And it was great. There were some there were some great yeah. little moments. Uh, so I'm um, nice. excited to get to it. This opening. It's cool. <laughs> so cool. Yeah. This whole this whole mission is so cool. It's so sick. I'm I'm really I'm really excited to 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 talk about. It. They're they're similar to the Omega mission. There are set piece set piece battles yeah. here that are so cool. Um, yeah. Just 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 really great stuff. Um. Mm-hmm. So you arrive uh around the you you arrive at the the fleet and everything. Mm-hmm. Um. You you like the the Normandy is like approaching like mm. I guess from like the relay or whatever, and get out of like hyperspace or like ftl or whatever and are like immediately in the middle of a massive space battle that's good stuff and it's i guess it's not the first time we've seen something like this because we saw it like in in mass effect one sort of like on the the assault on the citadel Mm -hmm. but it is like a full like star wars space battle and it it's incredible it looks good it feels really cool um you know, the the Normandy is just sort of like dodging and weaving through. Um, it's just sick. It's yeah. a very cool moment. It's really cool stuff. <sighs> uh, and the whole thing here is the Normandy is good for this mission because of its stealth capabilities and will not mm-hmm. be picked up on trackers. And like we said earlier, the Geth do not have windows, mm-hmm. um, which is the thing will come up in a moment. A very funny line from Joker. Um, yes. So we are uh, on the on the Normandy making our way toward the ship Mm -hmm. um, and Tally comments on uh, Edie having a body. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's like, oh, how's how's that for you? And she's like, oh, you know, it was it kind of just like happened. I wasn't really expecting it. And and I think Edie asks, like, are you like uncomfortable at all that I'm like here with you? Uh, And she's like, as long as you don't decide to overthrow the humans, like we're all good. And Edie looks for a moment, like for a beat. And then just says, if I decide to overthrow the humans, you'll be the first to know. Uh, <laughs> and then we, we go into the actual mission. It's just very, very silly. Uh, there, uh, there was also some dialogue here with James. Yeah. Um, he immediately comes up with his nickname for Tali, which is Sparks. Okay. Because, and he explains, uh, it's because you got lights on your, uh, he's referring to her suit. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, and you're, you're kind of small and jumpy. And then there's like a, a, a like awkward pause. And he goes, I don't know. It just came out. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It was very good. Yeah. Which is, this is so interesting because this leads to, there is like more after this mission, there's more dialogue with James on the Normandy Mm. because I brought him on this mission, which I've, I haven't really seen before. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe I need to be bringing him on more missions uh, to get more, more dialogue with him. But anyway, the idea is like, there's only one, there's like several like docking areas on the Geth Dreadnought, but there's only one that we can actually use because the rest are all sealed off. There's one that was like, like pretty badly damaged. So it's just like not in use. Yeah. But it's so badly damaged that only one of us can go. So Shepard goes on their own mm-hmm. um, and like they'll like secure the area and then the rest of the team can follow. So you're walking through, you have like your full spacesuit on and like mag boots and you're walking through this like torn up docking tube because there's no gravity, there's no sense of up or down. Mm-hmm. So it's this cool sort of like you have to like, if you just walk straight ahead at some point, like 
you can't keep going because there's like a big like hole in the tube. So you have to like walk up the walls essentially to like find the next area where you can pass. It's it's just a really cool thing. And meanwhile, you can see the battle happening like outside of this tube. You can see like the the planet like not far off. Mm -hmm. It's it's a really cool moment. Yeah. Um, they have you like do one of the like they force your camera to look at a thing moments with the dreadnought. And I don't know if this was just for me, the angle I was at, but it just I looked directly into the sun and there, I couldn't see anything. I was like, <laughs> look how big the dreadnought is. And it was just fully just a sunbeam <laughs> filling my screen. I was like, OK, this is I guess it's big. I don't know. That's uh, funny. Yeah, but that's, that's a very cool moment. I mean, immediately starting you off with like this wild very very cool looking set piece um mm-hmm. good stuff and you talk about you know you're talking back with with joker and stuff mm-hmm. uh, just about you know where you are and everything and it's <laughs> the the windows thing comes up because he's like oh well as long as they don't look out the window they won't see us uh and shepherd's like well remember they don't have windows like that's kind of the whole thing mm-hmm. uh and <laughs> Joker says something like, uh, is, is, do you think they're sitting in there uh, thinking like, surely they won't try the no windows thing twice, <laughs> uh, which is very funny. Really good. Uh, really good. So we arrive onto the ship uh, and as we hop off the docking tube, it falls off um, and now nobody can nobody can make it. Uh, so we have to kind of just like walk through and open another door. Which, yeah, I don't know why they had you do that. <laughs> um, I don't know either. <laughs> yeah, very interesting moment. And I was like, oh, is this going to be like, am I going to have to do this mission alone? Like, I thought that was going to be like, we're going to lose our squad type deal or whatever. But no, you just walk to like two doors down and mm-hmm. open another tube and they walk in. And that is that whole thing. Very interesting. And this whole time we all have our our like, well, I guess Edie doesn't because she's a robot. Uh, sorry, mm-hmm. she's got a robot body. Um we we have our our whole thing on because the geth do not breathe uh and there's just artificial gravity is the thing um Mm. so we are uh cruising along in our space suits this entire mission when when tali uh boards uh i don't know if it's the same if you didn't romance her but she goes thank you for having me over oh that's Um, funny no (laughs) yeah really funny yeah and she also gives you a fancy gun. Yeah, there's an the uh, arc pistol. Yeah, it's I, like good against synthetics. Yeah. Great gun. Yeah, I didn't want to really, really it. good gun. Yeah. I did. Uh, loved it. Every time it gives us that like, oh, change your loadout because you found a new gun. I hit mm-hmm. the wrong button and I accidentally <laughs> lock myself out of that screen. And I'm like, I no. like, God damn it. Usually after that, more often than not, they will put like a um what's it called like a weapons bench bench. yeah Yeah, so that you can um if you decide i don't like this gun after all you can change it back yeah um but yeah it's just annoying because in like you can change out guns and stuff in the squad screen but you can't add Mm -hmm. weapon mods or change weapon mods in the squad screen so it's 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 if you don't do it right then like as you Mm -hmm. get the weapon it it allows you to to take the mods over from your current weapon onto this one Mm -hmm. but if you don't do it then then you can't do it again until you're back on the normandy which is just annoying but yeah so yeah you fight some geth here um because the like security systems are going off Mm -hmm. and um there's this great moment because i brought james we're in the middle of the fight um you have like some some banter 
and James goes, it's going loco. No um, Incredible. Way. Yes. Come on. Yeah. Is it? I, I have it's to tell you loco. that is not the last time we will talk about James saying the word loco oh, in this episode. James. Um, the Spanglish is so funny. But Tolly explains, um, as we kill them, they become more aggressive yeah. because like, it's like the their aggression level rises to like meet the challenge, I guess, as part of the like Reaper upgrades. Yeah, it's it's very cool stuff. I don't know if that actually manifests in like the mechanics of the game. Um, I but don't either. These <sighs> battles did feel appropriately difficult. Um, that's yeah. what I got to say. I mean, something about that this game does very well uh, in comparison to the first two is like the the gunplay and the 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 like making you feel like situations are are really dire. Um, I think that stuff is dialed in like perfectly for for me personally. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I have a great time. I always feel like every time I finish a battle, I'm like, whew, like, yeah, I, ju- I just got out of that one. Like, you know, um, it's, yeah, it's a good time. Yeah. The the battles are really fun in this game. Yeah. Um, definitely like the peak of of like the combat. Systems. Yeah. Yeah. Which which makes sense, you know, mm-hmm. Um so then as you're going along, you're picking up, um, you know, you can go to various consoles around mm-hmm. the, the uh, ship. And uh, for you, does does Tally comment on this for you or? I don't remember. OK, because because for me, we like go around and we, we like scan a couple of these things. And Edie pipes up and says that uh, the construction of the signal is like really complex. And we're like, oh, well, can't we, you know, because our whole thing is to come and, and deactivate the signal. And we're like, oh, well, why can't we just deactivate it from any of these consoles that are around here? Uh, and Edie mentions, you know, these consoles are all connected to every geth. So in order to bypass this console, we would have to bypass every geth. So wow. we have to make our way uh, to the, you know, defense array or whatever it is um, to get to like the direct source of the signal. Uh, instead mm-hmm. of bypassing and, and all that stuff that uh, yeah i think that was unique dialogue um because cool. i maybe tolly gets gives us like some of that sure um but yeah i i have some different notes here where basically mm. um one console tells it tells us that like the geth are completely under reaper control like it's hitting the reaper signal is hitting all geth processes mm. And then there's another one where like it it like gives us the status of the battle mm. and we we find out there's like these big planetary defense cannons that are like causing really heavy losses for the Corian fleet right now. Yeah. But yeah, that's the that is um, all I had there. Yeah. I will say when we we like arrive at the like operation yeah. center or whatever. Uh, to cut the signal Shep goes let's cut cut the signal and get the fleet out of here now I can't tell if that's Shep saying let's get the Quarian fleet out of this battle oh. or or if it is as because uh, this was your first reaction yeah. and also mine is that like a get the fuck out of here joke yeah Ooh, man. Um, unclear uh, Jin's trying to to meet James at his like you know if you can't handle Jin's, me at my Jin's trying to impress his girlfriend, let's be <laughs> oh real. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> before we arrive at the operations center, uh, there's a, a fun little bit of dialogue between Tally and Edie. Tally asking, you know, do you ever get like, 
you ever get lonely being like the only AI on the ship? And also like, wow. do you wish that you were networked with other AI similar to the Geth? Um, and Edie is like, well, I mean, I, I'm really glad that I'm my own unit because uh, it's it's nice to not need consensus on every choice I make. Um, and in terms of being the only AI on the ship, she is not viewing it as she is like othered or whatever. She says she fraternizes with the crew out of enjoyment and not out of cognitive necessity, uh, how the Geth do it. Um, which I just thought was a really cool little bit of yeah. uh, uh, of inside Edie's kind of, you know, uh, modus that operandi. Cool. Yeah. Oh. But yeah, so then we get to the operations center uh, and we just do the, the Star Trek thing of throwing a bunch of words <laughs> at you because we <laughs> arrive at the operations center. But the operations center, we actually we actually have to get to the drive core. Yeah, they uh, the Geth. It turns out lock down the signals so we can't shut it down from here. But then Tali figures out, oh, it's actually coming from the drive core. So we can if we get there, we can do it. Uh, but oh, no, they've sealed all the bulkheads so we can't get there. Right. So we're like, how do we get there instead? There must be another path. And Tali's like, hey, how about we go through the main battery? But first, we got to open the doors <laughs> to get there. And uh, well, it's <laughs> so much. It's so do much that, here. I don't actually, know why. We need to activate yeah. the emergency protocol, which means we have to start start a fire in this room <laughs> right by overloading whatever um, systems and it's like, yeah what are we doing? well they need to they need to like make it seem like it's a shipwide yeah. like thing so <sighs> she fakes a thermal like yeah. issue in the ship that causes all of the doors to like open <laughs> for like emergency region reasons so we can leave yeah. so that we fight our way out of here and start heading towards the main battery. <laughs> yeah. uh, another little fun Edie Tally moment as we leave that fight, uh, you know, we're walking through uh, and Tally says that she says this ship is like constructed like a quarry ship. But I, you can there are there are mm -hmm. modifications where you can clearly tell it's made for synthetics. Uh, and Edie comments, she's like, oh, I found the geometric design very comforting. And I thought we all felt the same. <laughs> That's uh, really funny. Really good. I had like the same line from Tali, but mm. no, no follow up. Oh. Um, but there shortly after this, there is some dialogue where we start just like fully flirting in front of James. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> so Tali goes, by the way, I really appreciate your help. Um, and Jin goes, well, I care for the pe the Quarian people deeply. And she says, it's good to be back on the Normandy. Okay. <laughs> I know it's so awkward. Yeah. But it gets worse. Jin says, oh, no. uh, let me know if it's too quiet for you to sleep. I'll find you someplace louder. <laughs> I know. Um, and James finally is like, what am I missing here? What the fuck are you two talking about? <laughs> and then Edie uh, like radios in. And she's basically like, oh, uh, Shepard and Tali, you're fucking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but she has a phrase like that. She's She says, yeah, oh, course. Shepard and Tali were uh, physically intimate. God. And James is like, okay, TMI. And Shep goes, thanks, Edie. Which is like, you were, you started it. <laughs> like, oh if God. you don't want to be called out, don't be flirting with her well, in the I middle of the mission and like third wheeling this man. Yeah, I can't be horny on my on the mission <laughs> that I'm the leader of. Jeez. <laughs> Thanks, Edie. Yeah. Uh, fucking Christ. That's so funny. So embarrassing. Yeah. Uh, these two are like the low key, the horniest 
Mass Effect pairing I've ever witnessed. Yeah. It's, um, it's got like kind of like late middle school, early high school yes, energy. <laughs> exactly. And that's what I wanted to talk about briefly is like, oh, please. I love that. Like this, this is the first time that it really like was impressed upon me that like the relationships really do have like different sort of like vibes mm. um depending on who you who you've romanced because sure. like like just comparing it to obviously the garris romance is one that i'm uh familiar with uh yeah. like that feels like a much more mature kind of like you're you're both kind of like equals in in your own like you know among your own species kind mm -hmm. of like in a similar ranks and situations and like it feels very much like two people trying to like I don't know, help each other get through it and like whatever. And it's a, like a great romance, but this yep. is so much more like kind of like puppy love mm. in a really sweet way because like that's you're dating Tolly. Like, of course it is. And I just really like that. I think that it shows an incredible attention to detail that it's yep. not just like every romance is like the same thing, just right. sort of mapped onto a different character. They all have their different like. Yep sort of vibes and i think it's really nice doesn't it make you wonder what the ashley ro romance no. is like no <laughs> <laughs> just quoting tennyson at I, you at I all already times. got a taste of that one and i did not like the flavor sure. um sure. <laughs> yeah uh really good um so we make our way through to the battery the main battery tube and what that means is that this is where the gun is firing from. Um, so mm -hmm. you arrive into this place and immediately you see this like, you know, a bunch of circles ahead of you, like spinning really fast. And then this big blue laser shoots through. Mm -hmm. And then you realize if you're not behind cover when this big blue laser shoots through, your shields are busted instantly mm -hmm. uh, because of the shock waves sent by this energy bolt. And it's that is so cool. That is such a cool really conceit. Cool. Um, and then they force you to do like three battles in this area where you're not only trying to manage the geth. Uh, and then they also introduce reintroduce the hunters here, which are the invisible geth. Not only are you trying to manage those things, you are trying to listen for the cues that the mm -hmm. gun is revving up and then it, it, it shoots this electrical wave at you. It is so tense and so satisfying. It's so much fun. Yeah, I, I love it's a doing really this. fun fight. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm glad to hear that you also thought it was fun because I, I think there is a point you could reach where it gets really frustrating that you keep getting electrocuted mm -hmm. but if you're able to kind of keep your head on straight and and hear the cues and like see i mean it does show you the electrical wave coming at you but mm -hmm. mostly by the time you see it it's kind of too late um but as it, it's just really cool i mean it, it forces you to think more than just like okay i have to wait until this person pokes their head up so i can overload mm -hmm. them and then shoot them in the head um because you're you're you have to be like actually aware of your surroundings in some way it's just really really good it's really fun. Um, and I think also like a testament to why uh, difficulty settings are sure. like really great in a game yeah. where you can like adjust the difficulty to a point where this fight is fun and not frustrating right. for you. Right. Um, Cause yeah, you're right. It could, it could end up being really frustrating if like it's too hard. Mm -hmm. um, but it, I love it. Yeah. I had a good time. Yeah. It's, it's really great. Um, and so then you, you, head to the end of this you know area and you deactivate the battery but only for a moment 
Mm-hmm. So you deactivate the battery and then you're like, OK, we'll just run straight up the middle of this tube that was just shooting lasers. And as you're running up the tube, you hear the sound that you've been listening for this entire fight uh, of it revving up again. And right before it, it shoots the laser, uh, you, you you hop off and, and you make it. And oh, it's good. It's really good. It's good. Yeah. Uh, and then we uh, arrive at the drive core. Was there, did you have the moment on the elevator? Yes, yes. So we, we go to get on an elevator, and uh, as we're going up the elevator, two geths show up, blow the elevator up. Uh, Tally and your uh, other squad mate are able to jump off, uh, but Shepard nearly falls off, a la the end of Mass Effect 2 when those platforms start. That, mm-hmm. That's instantly what I thought of. But instead of uh, Garrus or whatever squad mate you have being the one that's sliding off that you save, uh, you are now the one that is being saved by Tali. Uh, so you, you know, you run up. It, it's, it's very interesting that it, it bumps you back out into gameplay, so you can mm-hmm. just run up to Tally, and then we go back to a cutscene. So it's just like yeah, two seconds of hitting the left stick forward, <laughs> and then you're back out of it. It's very funny, immersive storytelling, mm-hmm. the Ludo narrative. Yeah, uh, uh, I don't know if you get the same line here, but. Um, Tali was like, she's like, oh, my God, thank God you're OK. Yeah. And and Jin is like, were you worried? <laughs> um, And she like tries to play it off like a joke. She's like, well, just because like if you died because the geth overrode my hack, think of my reputation, how embarrassing that would That's be. Funny. And Jin just goes, you were worried. <laughs> um, it's like, Duh, of course she was. Yeah. Worried. What? <laughs> uh, what are we doing here? For real. Uh, so yeah, so that that happens. And then we arrive at the drive core, um, which is this big kind of like lotus flower looking ass yeah. thing that opens up as you approach it. And we see Legion more or less crucified. Um, <laughs> it's a little bit like that. It's, yeah. it's pretty Jesus-y uh, to me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's like, hey, Shepard, you know, arms in the air, feet tied mm-hmm. to the ground. It's like, hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> hey are you okay uh and it comes to light that the reapers are using legion to broadcast the signal uh, i mean obviously because it's coming mm-hmm. from the drive core so this is you know the whole thing uh but broadcasting the signal to the rest of the geth and you're like okay well we'll just unplug you and legion is like do not do not do that yeah because uh, if you do that then it'll deactivate like everything and the ship will start to go down or something right is that what it was i don't remember exactly what the the Uh, concern was yeah i don't i don't remember it's but it's something where it's like you just have to like disconnect this like hardware block thing you gotta hit the button first (laughs) yeah uh just a few uh character notes here james is like skeptical of legion not sure that they're on our side but jen says we can trust them legion is like, listen, it's understandable that you would be yeah. cautious here. So, like, we'll submit to whatever restraints you want when you free us. Yeah. Um, and Tali says, good to see you again. Legion says, likewise, creator Zora. I love that these two are friends now. Yeah, it's really nice. Um, yeah. uh, Edie uh, equates the, like, physical thing that you have to hit the button to undo to the shackles that Cerberus had her under. Um, mm. uh, so that was cool. And yeah, I think he he says something similar. I don't remember who is like skeptical about it, but he's like, yeah, if whatever you need, I will Mm. submit. I will, you know, no big deal. Yeah. While you're like heading over to the button (laughs) to release them, uh, Legion sort of explains how all of this happened. Um, Because you're like, how did how did the Reapers get control of the Geth? And Legion's like, 
they didn't. The creators attacked us. The Geth wished to live. And the old machines, which is what they call the Reapers, extended an offer. And so because we destroyed the heretics in the last mm. in Mass Effect 2 and in, in that um, mission, Jin says, so we destroyed the heretics for nothing. And Legion says, no, the removal of the heretics made the decision to ally with the old machines more difficult. It wouldn't have been but it wouldn't have been necessary at all if the creators hadn't attacked. Creators is what they refer to uh, the Quarians as. Uh, we have a similar because Gortney changed all their minds. <laughs> Um, right. We had this. It, it's basically the same conversation. You're like, I thought we, you know, forced them to all think what you thought. And like, yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. But the the creators attacked. So we really didn't have a choice. Uh, yeah. So it's it's basically the same outcome either way, which is pretty interesting. Um, right. Then you hit the button and you disable the drive. Mm-hmm. And Legion is freed, disconnected. And the dreadnought begins to just like fully shut down. Um, yeah, they like as a gesture of goodwill, I think Legion's like, yeah, I I disabled the drive core entirely. So like the weapons and barriers of the dreadnought are offline. Yeah. Entirely. Yes. Yeah. So the plan <laughs> yeah. was for Admiral Garrel to now get the fleet out of the area. This was like how we were helping them retreat. Mm-hmm. But instead because Legion, as a gesture of goodwill, disabled the Dreadnought entirely, Geralt's like, hell yeah, dude, we can take down the Dreadnought, so we're going to start attacking. Fire at will. <laughs> Even though we're all in here still. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck, my guy? <laughs> yeah, really just super shitty vibes. Uh from this man just Mm -hmm. just absolutely Mm -hmm. rancid awful so uh also somewhere in the middle of this um ron admiral ron patches in it's like hey they took out chorus's ship and stuff is going bad so please hurry up with whatever you're doing yeah um yeah so so things are still dire which they have been before we even came in here but yeah so that's that's girl's thing is like well if we don't attack now when's our next chance gonna be it's like hey Maybe just leave. <laughs> yeah, maybe stick to the plan and don't try to kill another admiral <laughs> and her boyfriend who is supposed to save the entire galaxy yeah. from the Reapers and also the Geth who's on your side who literally made your retreat possible and also James. <laughs> and James, yeah. <laughs> um, I guess Edie would have been fine as well because she's still technically on the ship. Um, but James isn't on the ship. No, I know. I know. We got one James in the whole galaxy. <laughs> we got one James. One you James, one tank. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we basically have to just like rush off the ship as it is being mm-hmm. exploded. Um, and, you know, there are no escape pods because it's it's geth and they don't do escape pods i suppose yeah um and so uh legion is like well there's a fighter ship that we could take um which i immediately was like this is a terrible idea (laughs) but i guess so um and so we have to run to the hangar where the geth fighters are uh and as we are about to make our way to the the thing the bridge we're on explodes and so we have to Mm -hmm. the walkway we're on explodes we have to walk around uh, and as we are about to make our way uh, onto the ship, we have to like 
it, 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 they, they blow a hole in the hull, I guess, or something, or, yeah. or, or Legion opens the airlock, or something happens where the gravity is now gone, um, mm-hmm. and we all kind of slow motion fall into the ship. Um, and Legion is driving the ship and is like, hey, is the cargo, is there enough space in the cargo area? Uh, and Shepard is <laughs> like, just fucking go, man. Yeah. Uh, really good. Um, there's also, there's a moment as you're like making your, your exit where you try to radio the, mm. the quarians to be like, can you please hold your fire? And they just stop responding. Yeah. Fucked up. <laughs> it's fucked up. And so as you fly out, uh, you know, you tell Joker that you're on a fighter ship. And he's like, all right, just wave your arms or something to let me know which one you are, I guess. Um, good, good, good. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, and that's good mission. The end of the mission. So you arrive back on the ship um, and, um, you know, obviously upset. Uh, but Ron is there still. Uh, and she tells you that um, Chorus was shot down, but was actually crash landed on purpose on the home world to disable the planetary like surface to air guns, I guess, basically mm-hmm. um, planetary missiles is, is I think my autocorrect said planetary middle. Um, so I was trying that whole time. I was trying to puzzle out what the word was supposed to be. Um, and that the geth uh, you're like, Oh, okay. Well the geth at least are, are free now. And so, you know, it'll be easier for whatever. Yeah. Did you not get the whole conversation with Geralt before this? Uh, maybe I did. And I didn't write it down, I guess. So there's a there's a cut scene where you walk in on Ron and Geralt, like arguing about oh, what just yeah. happened. Duh. And she's like, Geralt, I should charge you with treason. And he's like, I was within my authorities, the head of the, you know, the what's it called? Heavy fleet. Um, and she's like, you almost killed Shepard and Tally. Like, what the fuck? Um, he's like, it's fine. They got out unharmed. And he's like, Shepard, you know, you're military. Sometimes like the mission parameters change and the Paragon, uh, prompt agrees with him. Mm-hmm. But I took the renegade one where I was like, fuck you. Um, yeah, I also did. You say like you wasted your chance to withdraw safely. Um, there is also a quick time event, which I think is to punch him, which I, uh, wanted to take, but I missed it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he's like, you would do the same thing. If you had the chance to retake earth, you would or whatever. And, and I'm just like, you're lucky that I need your ships. Uh, <laughs> like I need the fleet for, for the Reaper fight. So fuck you. Um, and he leaves and Tali calls him a Bosch tet. Yes. Get him. Get his ass. Uh, and then, yeah, we talk about chorus. Um, so he's like, Crash landed on Rannock and, uh, you know, needs rescuing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then, yeah, you talk about the the Geth and yeah. how they no longer have these programming upgrades. Well, that's, that's what you think. Uh, you yeah. think they, they're no longer programming upgrades, but then Legion is like, oh, no, actually, uh, <laughs> there's a <gasps> there's a base on Rannock that the Reapers made to uh, for short range transmission of this signal. Uh, Mm -hmm. So there are still we just we just stopped the like galaxy wide like projection of the signal. But on Rannoch, they will still be upgraded. Yeah. So uh, that is a mission. And so is rescuing chorus. Uh, And that's that's the whole situation. There's also you get like the admiral's reactions to Legion being here. Oh, yeah. Which Zen is like, ooh, we can use you to find weaknesses in the Geth consensus. Yeah. And I'm like, 
like hell you are uh, this is my friend yeah yeah um you say legion helped me in the fight against the collectors and she goes so did your pistol should i worry about its feelings and there's a paragon um, interrupt but uh here mm-hmm. uh which i did take that is like do it's not true. finish that line of thought <laughs> yeah like i think you should shut up right now yeah uh and they say legion's my friends best and they're the best source of info on the geth right now oh and legion also explains hey i know like we'll look for the reaper base where the signal is coming from but in the meantime i do know the location of this server that's like operating some squadrons yeah so if we disable them um it will or if we disable the server it will limit the casualties to to the quarians in the meantime legion does so much so much in good faith to mm-hmm. like to like help end this war and we'll get there um <laughs> i have a lot of feelings of like i i i think i have always felt this way about um this part of the game mm which um, one day we will talk about more. But um, this time around, I don't know why, but I am like feral in my anger against the Quarians <laughs> and my love of Legion. Yeah. I am like, I'm so Legion pilled in this playthrough. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I think it's it's easy to, to get Legion pilled, honestly. Yeah. He rules. Um, yeah. I just don't remember having this like, intense feeling about it in yeah. prior playthroughs yeah. there so. actually is a moment because I, I just realized i said he just then referring to legion there is a moment mm-hmm. where shepherd says he and i believe it starts calling them he yeah, yeah and i believe tally is like it <laughs> yes uh which is pretty brutal but i mean i guess still technically accurate yeah um listen i i so he they king <laughs> he, they, is king. he they king yeah uh we love, we love legion in this house <laughs> pronounless monarch uh yeah that's the, that's okay of all the gender neutral terms uh, that's the hardest one i have a hard time with between like king and queen i'm like what, what's the <laughs> what is the the, the non-binary monarch. term for this that is yeah i yeah is I it monarch is it before, like my liege like what's the <laughs> your highness your i don't know highness? your highness you is your, good you have yeah you have your pick did you talk to anderson no what I talked to Anderson here. Oh. Um, after no, I just went right to the next mission. Oh wow! Oh no, the, the, there's there's stuff on the Normandy here. Oops, oopsie. oopsie. Um, so I I chatted with uh, Anderson here. He says he just talks about like how he's organizing the resistance. He's like, you've got a fan club here. <laughs> um, he says a lot of the people fighting have never even held a gun, so this is like a real like you know ragtag. Yeah. bunch of uh, resistance fighters uh but he says that news from the normandy gives them like hope i have had this conversation with with okay Anderson. i did have this. okay yeah. yeah and did he mention like something something's happening in london did we talk about this a few weeks ago uh i don't think so i th- I, I think i said that we can talk about the specifics of it when you do it also. oh okay so. all right um so yeah he explains they're doing like a guerrilla style hit and runs um like because they that's like all they have like the forces for right, right but um they're starting to focus efforts in london because something is happening there the reapers are starting to arrive there in huge numbers um it's the tea yeah 
it is. They're going to throw it into the harbor. <gasps> um, uh, <laughs> and then this conversation ends with him being like, by the way, don't underestimate Kai Lang. And I'm like, OK, cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Remember <laughs> my is, book? <laughs> yeah, this is this is a thing that that sort of keeps happening um, in this game is they're still trying to um, make you care about Kai Lang. Yeah. <laughs> um so do we want to save I don't know No please yeah we'll go, I I would say just go through whatever uh normally okay. stuff you did cuz I'm not sure if I'll get it then. Yeah, that's a good point. Um so well this you will get um okay. but you get in or maybe I don't know if you will. I don't remember what you did, but uh if you let Malin survive. Mm. Uh in Mass Effect 2, I got an email from Malin. Uh he's like, "Hey, listen, like I was so happy to hear about the cure. I'm so glad that my experiments weren't for nothing. I like definitely regret like how desperate I got about it. Um, And I like know that I want to ask for forgiveness from the Krogan one day for what I did. Mm. But in the meantime, I took Dr. Solis's advice and opened a clinic on Omega. Oh, suggested. So no, I believe I not. Not as shitty as he could have been. Not <laughs> as shitty as he could have been. I, I do believe I let Morden shoot him. So Okay, yeah. So because uh, I think I think my whole thing with the the loyalty missions was I'm basically gonna let them do whatever they need to do to get closure. Right. Uh, and I'm not I remember gonna interfere that. with that. Um Yeah. So rest in peace, King. <laughs> uh so I go to the bridge, um, talk to Joker and Edie. Joker's like uh, man, those Quarian admirals are intimidating. And like, if you if you get nervous around them, you can't even imagine them naked because like, what's even under there, you know? Yeah. Um, which is like, it's so funny because like, I know. But um, <laughs> this I'm surprised you don't just tell well. Joker right then and there, you know? Like, actually, well, Joker. <laughs> <laughs> he also is like, hey, every time you call uh, Tally Miss Voss Normandy, I expect her to be walking around with a tiara and a sash, which is wow, that's a good one, yeah. Um, <laughs> and he's like, By the way, are we like okay with the Quarians blowing up a ship with you on it? <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's like a paragon or renegade choice, but which it's so funny to me because now the paragon choice is like anti that, yeah. Um, or maybe it wasn't, maybe it was just that I picked the renegade choice here, but I, I picked the choice that was like. We are not. Um, <laughs> very good. Legion and Edie are having a conversation. They're telling her about how inefficient her new platform is. Um, and she says, well, humans find it non-threatening, which will be useful when my day of reckoning comes. <laughs> <laughs> and Shep is like, Edie. And she goes, oh, did I vocalize that on the bridge? Oh, my God. That's <laughs> and Legion so goes, you did. You have acquired the organic attribute of asking questions to which you already know the answers. <laughs> and she goes, I see your humor heuristics still lack an expert system. Oh, my God. Burn. Um, <laughs> Burn. Uh, so I head down to the crew deck and talk to Ashley, which is a mistake. She um, refers to the Geth as flashlights and tin cans. Okay. Uh, she says, maybe I should be more open minded, you think? Uh, <sighs> but I'd rather scope down some tin can than a person. <laughs> Girl. Yeah, fuck her. I think maybe you had the right idea not inviting her on the ship, honestly. Um, 
talk to Garrus. He's having a conversation with Tally. He's like, you just missed Rex. Um, and she's like, oh, what a bummer. Um, but uh, he says, listen, if we pulled off the genophage cure, we can definitely sort out the geth. And she's like, I hope so. And he was like, well, yeah, you know, like we like if you had been there on Tuchanka, you'd know there was this whole thing with the Thresher Maw, but you probably <laughs> wouldn't believe it. She says, with you, I'd believe just about anything. And he <laughs> goes, we should play poker sometime. Uh, Garrus, stop flirting with my fucking girlfriend. How dare you? <laughs> they they can or do end up together if you don't romance Tally, right? Correct. Yeah. In your game, they will end up together. Cool. Um, so make sure you're going in. Yeah, I don't know why I thought there wouldn't be yeah. uh, mid-mission uh, stuff. Or I guess post-mission stuff. Well, it's it, like, because there there isn't after the... Um, like the the summit where mm. you like meet up with all the quarians and it spits you back out on the normandy so it's like i think you could like easily be forgiven for not realizing like that there would be here yeah so then you you have a conversation with garris you're asking like hey what's the word from palavin and um basically the krogan are slowing the reapers down but not like stopping them um you ask if he's heard from his family and he's just like doesn't answer um but he says, I did hear from Primarch Victus. Um, he was like asking for advice about the war. And he's like, these are not the kind of questions I'm used to answering. Mm. So I reassured him he's a good leader. He says, you spend so much time on the outside trying to get in. And when you do, it's not what I expected. So many questions and millions of lies writing, lives writing on the answer. Jin's like, well, you know, you do the best with what you know. Um, he goes, I'm starting to understand why the galaxy needs cold hearted dictators. They don't care about the consequences. You're just, you know, doing the ruthless calculus of war. Lose 10 billion here. So 20 billion over there can survive. Mm. Um, he goes, are we up for that? Are you? And you get like a Paragon renegade choice. I chose the Paragon. Um, I said, if we reduce this war to arithmetic, we're no better than the Reapers. <laughs> Uh, and Garrus is like, that's a really nice sentiment. And I hope that you can continue to live by it. <laughs> I put in my notes here. I just rewatched The Good Place and Garrus is a utilitarian. <laughs> nice. Nice. And I'm sorry. That's such, a, that's such an experience. It's rough. Yeah. Um, so you go. <laughs> When I went in Liara's uh, cabin, she was in the middle of an argument with Joker. Beautiful. She was like, look, just look it up on the extranet. He was like, why should I look it up when I can just ask you? And um, it turns out what he was asking about um, was whether her hair tentacles move. <laughs> um, See, so and you get the thing that you sometimes get in the Citadel where you can support one or the other. Oh, my God. Obviously, I support her. Damn. So he's like, oh, OK, fine. Um, but then there was nothing else uh, with with Liara here. Wow. Um, Javik is having a conversation with Tali. Um, she sort of explains. Um, she's like, hey, listen, like, I understand what it's like to lose your home. Mm. Um, you know, trying to be a kind and empathetic person. And he goes, well, in your case, it was your fault, because if you hadn't given birth to these new machines, you'd still be he goes, you'd still be breathing the air evolution intended. Um, and she's like, huh? Yeah. So Liara told me you were different than she expected. <laughs> and I'm starting to see why. Oh, my God. <laughs> and he he says, oh, my God. He's like, you know, in my in my day. Oh, my God. He's so, like ever since last week when we talked about him being a boomer. Yeah. 
like, he is. I can't, I can't unhear it. Yeah. He goes, you know, in my day, even primitive quarians were considered attractive. Pity nobody can appreciate it now, except perhaps the commander. Okay. Um, and she's like, how do you know about that? And he just laughs, um, which like, I, I think the implication is he knows because of his like spooky telemetry yeah was he up in your room touching your stuff i guess so i don't know javik stay out of my quarters javik so yeah you have like a conversation here with him about the geth he's like why did you allow a geth on the ship and you're like he's like he helped us before they're my friend um and he goes it's still a machine so you ask like what is javik's problem with ai and he talks about the zatil which was basically like uh, yeah, um, like an a uh, an AI or synthetic race that was around in his day. Their creators lived on a dying world, so they started um, and they like didn't have the like ability to fix it. So they came up with these like implants to enhance their intelligence. Um, but it was like an AI that seized their bodies, um, was able to alter their genetic material and basically turn them into a slave race. Eek. Um, yeah. And he says, all machines commit treachery. The one you brought on board is no different. And Jin's like, well, they're not like other Geth, um, which I don't know how I feel about that one. But um, Javik says they are more alien to us than you and I are to each other. Mm. Um, you say just because they're different doesn't mean they can't be trusted. He says, you're wrong. You should throw it out the airlock. Organics don't know how we were created. It's a mystery. But synthetics know we created them. They know that we're flawed. They're immortal. We're not. They see time as an illusion. We're trapped by time. Like Mm. we, you know, we only have so much time. He says machines know the reason they were created. They serve a purpose. We search aimlessly for ours. In their eyes, organics have no reason to exist. Do not trust them. Obviously, this is like a little fucked up, but it's a very interesting perspective on like, you know, it's not just like Ashley's human supremacy. It's yeah. like, it's a very like complex path of reasoning to go down to like yeah. why it's logical. Synthetics yeah. can't be trusted. And it's just, it makes for a really interesting conversation. Yeah. Um, wow. That is a really interesting argument. Yeah. Wow. So you sort of like get the, get like a choice here. Um, a Paragon Renegade choice. I chose Paragon. Uh, so Jin says, I can't believe that there isn't some way for us to coexist. We made them. And uh, Javik says, and you gave them the power to, and gave them the power to surpass us. There's mm. room for only one order of consciousness in the galaxy, the chaos of organics or the order of machines. And so he ends it with like, I'm just saying, throw it out the airlock. Um, <laughs> wow. Thanks a lot, Javik. Which, again, such a boomer. Offends say, everybody. Very, very boomer way to end it. and fears yeah. technology. <laughs> um, so finally, yeah. go down to, to see Cortez and James. Cortez is like, man, we already sent that Geth ship to Hackett's team. It's a bummer. I wanted to, like, observe it. Total car guy, Cortez. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, and yeah, so James, I get a cutscene here, which I'm not sure I would have gotten if I hadn't brought him on this mission, because it's, it's a lot about like what we discussed. He's like, Hey, can we like trust Legion? And I'm like, no, he's not like other guys. We can trust him. 
Um, he says, I guess you can't always judge an individual by their species. Look at Sparks. Um, if all Quarians were like her, we wouldn't be refereeing their war with the Geth. Uh, it's crazy they picked an out to start a fight, but I guess the end of life as we know it can make everyone a little loco. <laughs> God. <laughs> Does Freddie Prince Jr. speak Spanish? Or does yes, he just... I think I think Fred Prince Jr. is Latino, I believe. No, yeah, I, um, I, he definitely does. It's just very funny that he just keeps coming back to Loco. I know. It's like they really like whoever wrote this, I think, is sure, sure, not sure, sure, Latino, sure. Yeah, sorry. Right? I'm still working on my headcanon that, that they just put Freddie in a booth and we're like, go. Just go do this. <laughs> just um, go. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's the end of that one. But yeah, it's wow. like this, this starts off like talking about the dreadnought and stuff. So it's like, I don't know if it would have happened if I hadn't brought him on the mission. And now I'm like, right. how much am I mi like, am I missing Normandy dialogues by not bringing mm. people on certain missions? Really interesting. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, that's all I had on the Normandy. Cool. Uh, yeah. wonderful. Uh, so then let's finish up then with, uh, deactivating the comm hub on Rannoch. It's a uh, wild, wild mission. This is a wild mission. So we we are on our way down to the planet and Legion is like, OK, so <laughs> the way that this is going to have to work is you're going to need to kind of be in communication with all the geth. Uh, and the only way we can do that is a little kind of, you know, uh, metaverse by meta. Situation. You have to enter the matrix. <laughs> you have to enter the matrix. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you're like, uh-huh. And has anybody ever done this before? And he's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, okay, great. Cool, 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 cool. Um, I guess, I guess I'm gonna have to do this. Um yeah. he does cite uh Project Overlord here, boo, he hiss. Um yeah. just you know, interesting. Yeah, uh, it's uh just to like explain that a little bit more, it's because the idea yeah. of Project Overlord is like a human gets connected to the Geth consensus. Yeah. Um. So Legion's like, I refined that interface so that like you can go in, Shepard. Um, insane, insane <laughs> stuff is happening. Yeah. Uh. And so then we arrive down on the planet, and Legion is like, "All right, I'll go ahead and get everything." ready for you and you haven't landed yet you're still on the shuttle mm -hmm. and you're like okay but we haven't landed he like opens the door and you're like you're not gonna and he just <laughs> falls trust backwards falls. trust falls backwards <laughs> out of out of the shuttle and yeah. you're like okay i guess land on this ridge i guess we're here <laughs> um and so then you 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 arrive and then we get this fun little traversal cutscene of us kind of like walking through this geth base and mm -hmm. all the geth have already been taken out uh, yeah. because Legion got here first, mm -hmm. which I think is a really, really cool way to set expectations for what this mission is going to be, because mm -hmm. this is like one of the only, if not the only mission that is like, hey, the action has already happened, uh, especially in this game. Specifically, there mm -hmm. have been so many times where we've we've rolled up in the middle of a battle. Uh, yeah. and I mean, it happened at the beginning of the last thing when we arrived in the middle of the space battle. Um, but this one, everything is done. Everything, every, every, yeah. all, all the geth are gone. You know, the, the hostile geth, whatever. Um, Legion took them out. Yeah. So we are just walking through 
this thing. Um, and it, it takes control away from you in this moment also, which I think is is also an interesting choice, a thing that mm-hmm. this game does not do very often. So I think it's really, they're really trying to set the expectation here is like, look, you are not, this is not a regular mission. Yeah, You are not going to be, be doing the 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 gun shooty you know uh, uh, overloading biotic power stuff in this mission so just like mm-hmm. be ready for that um i just thought it was really a really great um intro yeah uh and so then we roll up and legion's like hey here's your tube <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> you just get in it um mm-hmm. and, and he uploads you into the metaverse yeah and he's like okay try not to move a whole bunch because it might kind of fuck everything up and shepherd is just like looking around yeah. and we just like hey don't fucking move idiot <laughs> like oh oh sorry 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 um and then i think this is really cool too the, the perspective like you you are seeing shepherd being scanned in and then mm-hmm. for like you know 10 15 seconds or whatever and then legion's like okay you're good and then we just cut to the outside of the tube and shepherd takes a step out into like you know what you're like oh it's just going to be the the area again but then you know we kind of get this establishing shot of mm-hmm. we're just like in the computer um yeah a lot of it squares looks like if you've ever played control yes that's what it is before you yeah before you so like the whole thing with control is like when you enter a new area it's all fucked up um because you have to like cleanse it of the evil whatever i'm not gonna get into the whole lore of control but um (laughs) but it's like i don't know if this is like part of brutalism because all of the architecture and in control is brutalist Mm -hmm. um but it is it's like lots of like like big like blocky shapes um Mm -hmm. and that's exactly what it looks like in here um and legion's like yeah i installed filters in here so you can make sense of the data and like perceive the world as something familiar which is like this physical space that you appear to be in um, they also explain that like the data that you find is going to appear to you as footage or audio logs and they're like yeah like this is like you know the platforms that you see running around in the real world like that's that's not our real like this is our world really yeah. um that you're in right now and as we remove geth from this server um it'll go dark and then eventually it'll sever the connection with the squadrons who are you know fight presently fighting the quarians mm-hmm. and the server will fall silent and sh- like shepherd says so basically this is like we're wiping out an entire city mm-hmm. and legion says we have no choice it is a question of survival again it is remarkable how much legion sacrifices to help shepherd like compare yeah. that to the way that the quarians act even compare it to like like tali took you know took certain measures to not betray the Quarians um, by like feeding Legion information. Mm-hmm. And in contrast, Legion is fully turning against their own people, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Um, I don't know. I just, I think it's like kind of remarkable. No, it, it is really cool, especially given the fact that Legion is the only synthetic organism that we interact with in a meaningful way throughout this game, besides Edie. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't want to discount Edie, but in in kind of a narrative story capacity, because like the Turians and the Salarians and the Asari and the the Krogan, none of them would work with us until we did them a favor, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, all of these these organic life forms, etc., are are, are right. holding up these bargains and and have these like you know moral codes or whatever that they that they feel mm-hmm. like they have to live by, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But Legion, uh, who is 
what, a, a 1,182, uh, yeah, whatever in this platform. Yeah, um, programs. Yeah, programs, you know, has reached consensus on like, well, the th- the best thing we can do for our people is, you know, work with with Commander Shepard in this moment mm-hmm. and do whatever we need to do. Uh, I, I, I don't know. It's yeah, just an no interesting. Question. Yeah, interesting parallels there. Um, or I guess juxtaposition, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like it. It's good writing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the idea here is it's all I mean, this is all a little like hand wavy, I think. I don't yeah, know I was going to say, I think we can probably just real tech but the idea is you're accessing communication nodes to disable the squadrons but there is like reaper like code in here essentially like the virus that you have to because like legion is turning this all into a physical thing you are blasting it away with a gun yeah so and it like physically blocks your progress until you do so yeah, you make your way through this thing you're going to these different communication nodes and as you do you're you're basically watching historical data from the geth's like yeah. data archives that tells you the history of the geth yeah uh i i think the the fact that you're <laughs> the puzzle solving in this game in 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 this mission is just like oh you just shoot a gun at it um it's mm-hmm. pretty funny but also when you ask legion like why do i have a gun and legion's like this is your mind, dude. Like you made this. So <laughs> well, uh, I, I think they say like it's you know it's like a familiar tool to yeah, you. So it's, like that's how it it's yeah. manifesting. It's just a um, thing, yeah. Um, so so do you want to just talk about like the different? Um, yeah, I think we can basically just kind of walk through this like it's a it's a story because I mean you yeah. basically explained what the mission is. We we walk around and we shoot the mm-hmm. the the reaper stuff to then get access to the memories and we do that three times and it gets very uh, more difficult because the reapers are actively adapting to mm-hmm. us being in the system um and so these memories we start seeing are the creation of the first geth um mm-hmm. and it's it's two quarians around this this geth on a an operating table or whatever and it's like oh what should we call this thing um and uh the the geth is like oh well you should uh, you should call it geth because it means uh oh sorry uh, d- so oh that's one of them is, is like yeah. yeah one of them is like well what should we call it and the other is like oh we shouldn't you know we shouldn't it shouldn't be too ceremonious uh and they turn to the geth and are like what is the word for servant of the people yeah and uh the the as yet unnamed vi yeah. says the word is geth creator zahak and so they say all right fine we'll call you geth yeah and but you can see even in this scene that the quarians are for lack of a better term like humanizing the geth because one of them is like oh like the one who was like we shouldn't be so ceremonious about the names um the other one is like you have been like fussing over it for like you know for days now mm. getting it's like you know i don't know circuits perfect or whatever <clears throat> yeah. um so yeah it's it's they're they're like really talking out of both sides of their mouths here yes. about like whether or not they view the geth as like a a being you know yeah. with a consciousness yeah uh so then the the next one you find it, oh, quick. Oh, sorry. Just sorry. I just noticed this note. Um, There is a part here where Shepard, because you're you're like seeing these like physically mm-hmm. sort of like as hologram holograms. Mm-hmm. Um, and Shep's like, why are the Quarians in this vision masked if this was like before, mm-hmm. you know, before all that stuff happened? Um, 
unleashed is like you're processing these memories by using your own. How many creators have you witnessed unmasked? For most shepherds, this makes sense, but I have yeah. romance Tolly. So Shep goes, well, one. Um, and Legion just goes, then your perception of that creator does not map to our historical data, which is like a weird way of hand waving that. But sure. yeah, I just don't understand why they wouldn't just show us what's under the suits here. But whatever. <laughs> um, like, well, not all Quarians are hot, so. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. <laughs> our historical data said these two real <laughs> uggos um, yeah uh so then the next one you find is this same operating table and these again these two quarians who are in the middle of like trying to get this geth to shut itself down and they're like hey it's not shutting itself down what is going on um and the geth on the table is like have I done something wrong? Like if I'm, if I'm functioning outside of my operating parameters, just let me know and I will like change mm -hmm. it. And the, they, the quarries begin like freaking out uh, and are like, okay, we just have to like kill. I don't remember the specific. Do they just like, they just like unplug it. Right. Shut it down. I think so. But first they're like, can we just like cut the audio? Like, oh, can we cut yeah. its audio first? <sighs> Jesus. Which is like, again, it's like they, they are having to resist viewing this thing as a a being with with um you know autonomy yeah so yeah the next one there are some escaped geth that um the quarians are like fighting they have them pinned um and they open fire and massacre them yeah and they are just like standing there they're not yeah attacking they're just like hanging because they, yeah, they, not that's what they were made to do <laughs> Mm -hmm. not being aggressive but then after that happens there's another geth who starts going for a weapon and legion explains this was an agricultural unit by opening fire on the attacking creators it saved simpler domestic geth that were following it and shepherd goes that looks a lot like the sniper rifle you used to carry and legion goes it is an efficient model <laughs> implying yeah. that that might have been legion yeah uh, so then the next one, uh, we see some quar a quarian and a geth talking uh, and the quarian is like, look, you got to stay here. Like, we'll keep you safe. We'll do whatever, you know, like, we, you know, you're not this is not your battle, whatever. Um, and uh, explains that the like militant quarians, I guess, uh, have invoked martial law um, and are just like taking dissenters out and murdering them uh because there are a couple that show up here and do that uh and they're like all right put the, basically just like put them in the pile with the others which is just fucking brutal uh so it's not not just a war on the geth now it is a, it is a war on the people who are speaking out against the the military body uh mm -hmm. of of the the quarians brutal stuff yeah um and sort of in between legion explains eventually the creators who opposed martial law on Rannick were outnumbered and sort of wiped out. The next one is like data from the end of the war. Mm -hmm. uh, and it shows that the Quarians, it shows the Quarians basically like evacuating the, mm -hmm. um, the planet. Um, and then immediately the Geth just like stop. Yeah. Go attacking. They don't go after them or anything. Um, and Shep is like surprised. Um, Legion's like, we secured our freedom, so the creators were no longer a threat. And we abandoned our pursuit. Um, 
They say we could not calculate the repercussions of destroying an entire species, our creators. We we chose isolation rather than face this uncertainty. So basically this reveals in what I guess is the first time, because apparently like Shep was not aware of this, um, like the Geth were not like actively aggressive once they knew they were safe. Right. They were, um, it was, and they, they, were they intended. Themselves. Yeah. And they intended to stay isolated um, in order to like avoid further bloodshed. Yeah. The next one uh, is the data from when Legion first met Shepard. Yeah. Um, and they say you were the first organic to openly cooperate with the Geth since the end of the morning war. I like how that word openly is doing a lot of heavy lifting to be like, Saren doesn't count. Don't worry about Saren. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And they say, we wish to ensure you are not the last. If the Reaper presence is removed, there's a chance of reunification with the Geth and perhaps the creators. Um, And Shepard says, do you think that's still possible? Legion says, hope sustains organics during periods of difficulty. We admire the concept. Fuck, I dude. Love, I love Legion yeah. so much. Yeah. The Man. fact that like the like a synthetic being is this like AI is choosing to believe in hope mm-hmm. because they like the concept. I mm-hmm. just I love that. Yeah. So, yeah, at this point, like throughout, you've sort of been like getting or your squad mates have been getting updates from Admiral Ron. And right. it's like at first they're like, oh, it seems like half of the Geth have stopped attacking, uh, attacking these like Geth squadrons. And now um, all of them have been disactivated or deactivated by the time you're done. So you exit the the matrix i guess um and all of these ships are safe because legion like kind of sacrificed an entire uh geth city to do it yeah um except shepherd's little like matrix pod isn't the only one that opens some others open and a bunch of like geth and geth prime walk out Mm -hmm. and we're like oh shit and legion's like wait 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 (laughs) these are geth from the server who agreed to join us while you were removing the reaper infection i realized i could persuade some of the programs in this server to join us they've Mm -hmm. renounced the old machines they'll oppose the reapers with us they say they are now us Woo! (laughs) (laughs) i love that line that line Um, rocks yeah so like you have paragon and renegade choices here you can be like okay i'm glad this happened um or you could be like, you shouldn't have done that or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, first, uh, I had Shepard ask, why didn't you tell me? And they said, we did not doubt you. We doubted your allies. The creators are unsympathetic to us. Um, the Quarians only sanctioned like this mission to save mm. their people. Um, they wouldn't have done so if they knew we wished to save Geth as well. They're speaking facts. Yeah. Let's be real. Bunch of shitheads. Um, <laughs> <Quarians> yeah. <suck. laughs> I chose the the option where Jin says, I understand not we- wanting to leave anyone behind. Um, you know, this all worked out. The live ships are saved and and now we have more geth on our side. And Legion's like, thank you. We we judged that you would understand. And um, the geth primes are going to help with the crucible project. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's the end. You head back to the Normandy. 
Yeah, uh, you head back to the Normandy, and we're not going to go through the whole Normandy, but there is just a little scene here with uh, mm-hmm. with Legion talking about, you know, removing the Reapers from from the Geth processes um, and how they're like really hesitant to do so because he, he, he shows like a couple models. He's like, here is a single what a single Geth unit like mind looks like. And it's just like a, an orb, whatever. He says, here's what 10 Geth units, you know, in proximity look like. Uh, because a reminder, the Geth function uh, as a collective consciousness. So the more of mm-hmm. them that are in one spot, the the, the higher their functional processing. ability is. Processing power, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and so then it's like an orb with a bunch of moving little electrodes or whatever. Uh, he says, and here's what it looks like with the Reapers. And it looks like an orb with a like a fucked up kind of like red, you know, galaxy-ish looking thing in the middle of it. I mean, it looks like neurons, essentially. Oh, it looks like, sure. like actual neurons firing. Yeah, right. Fair um, enough. I didn't clock that. It was 1230 at night when I was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and I think it's Tali is like, oh, that is like real. That's like true AI. Like that is yeah. what artificial, like actual artificial intelligence looks like. Uh, and she calls it indicative of life. Uh, or, or Legion says, says it's, it's yeah. indicative of Indi- life. Yeah. yeah. Says it's indicative they say of we life. do. We don't agree with Reaper goals, but we find this growth beautiful. I agreed with them mm-hmm. uh, and Ron got upset. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I chose the options like I saw their history. The Reapers um, sped up the process, but the Geth have always been going this way. Yeah. So like this, this was inevitable regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And and Legion's like, and like, if you would have it your way, Quarians, like this will all be destroyed. And Ron's <laughs> like, but they sided with the Reapers and Legion goes to save themselves from you. Yeah. Fire. <laughs> Get em. Yeah. And that's the end of the mission. And that's where we'll end this week. We're done. That's it. Next week, we will be finishing up these missions. We will be rescuing Chorus and doing the priority Rannoch mission uh, yes. in that order. So stay tuned for that. Otherwise, thank you so much for listening. We yeah. appreciate you being here. If you like the show and you think a friend would like the show or you're trying to get a friend to play Mass Effect and you want them to hear our goofy, dumb, dumb <laughs> bullshit, um, have them, <laughs> have them uh, listen to the show and, and make their own opinions. Uh, or you can review us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever podcatcher you have that has a rating thing uh, to let people know your opinions. Uh, mm-hmm. Thank you, as always, to Scout Wilkinson for making our wonderful art. Thank you to Amaranthan for making our wonderful theme music. Uh, and thank you to The Worst Garbage for having us on the network. You can join the Discord at theworstgarbage.online. There are links to all the other shows as well as the Discord uh, at that link right above the chapters in the show notes, uh, which in the show notes there are also chapters so look for those if you're trying to skip around um you can find me online i'm on twitter i'm on mastodon uh i might make a co-host soon i don't know ah. i i am so i know Twitter's social so media unsavvy now. i just <sighs> i i have a co-host that i never use maybe i should yeah. try and use it more um yeah the ui is a little meh but that's what i've heard i've been trying to get or not trying to get i've been thinking about like trying to write down thoughts more and co-host seems like a place that I could do that. I could probably do it on Tumblr also. I don't know, man. Anyway, my Tumblr and Twitter and Mastodon are all in the show notes. Uh, But like I say every week, I'm on the Discord in the Asynchronous channel if you want to actually hang out and chat. Uh, Kim, where can people find you? Online. Uh, I'm at okimmies on the internet. But yeah, Discord is 
the best way to find me and tell me your opinions about the bullshit. Yeah. Uh, there's been some real good stuff happening here in the last week. Fellow Gleeks unite, I guess. Uh, oh my there's, God. there's the whole Glee bullshit that it's, happened within that within that channel it's so itself. so cursed in there right now. Really, really <laughs> wild vibes. Um, so you should go check that out if you'd like to be a part of that community. If you'd like to follow the show, we are at AsyncPod on Twitter and, and uh, AsyncPod.tumblr.com. And that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you once again for listening. And Kim... Before we go, what are our final words today? You know, times are tough out there, but go easy on yourself. The end of life as we know it can make everyone a little loco. (laughs) You surprise me every week. I'll see you next week, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. Garbage. The online.